Welcome to EGN Conversations. This is Nick Johnson, and I will be speaking with business leaders from a wide range of industries on hot and trending topics. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to EGN Conversations. Today we have with us Louise Harbley. She is the retail intelligence lead at Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand at Nielsen IQ. Uh, welcome, Louise. How are you today? Hi, Nick. I'm really well, thank you. That's fantastic. So start us off here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm coming up on my 19th anniversary here at Nielsen IQ, formerly Nielsen, the Nielsen Company, AC Nielsen and various other iterations. Um, I actually started working in the UK. Uh, I also have worked uh, for the same organization in Spain, Germany. I did a couple of years in Russia. Um, I then, previous to my role in Singapore, was uh, the MD of our Vietnam business. And then I landed in Singapore at the beginning of February. So I'm a newbie here in Singapore. Oh, welcome to Singapore. And what an exciting time, exciting time to travel then and to move country. It must have been quite <laughs> challenging with all the documentation and so on. A little bit, but I think most people were jealous that I managed to actually get on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm quite impressed to hear that. So congratulations on that. And today we wanted to talk a little bit about consumers' behaviors and so on. So perhaps you can start by telling us uh, what consumers are buying and what does that mean about how they are feeling? Yeah, thanks, Nick. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Nielsen IQ, we are a business that really helps to understand what consumers are buying, why, and uh, you know, really to try and understand the, the underlying behaviors, to try and also then you know, detect where the opportunities lie for manufacturers and for retailers, as well as service providers. So if we look back over the last year, um, Singapore has seen a really interesting um, situation. So back in 2019, Singapore was one of the countries across the whole of Asia with pretty low levels of growth in consumer packaged goods. By that, I mean any kind of um, packaged products that you might buy in, in a supermarket. Um, so the growth in 2019 was only about 1%, a very, very low level. If we then look at the last year, 2020, Singapore skyrocketed. So it was actually the fastest growing um, market across the whole of Asia in terms of those fast moving consumer good dynamics. And its growth was around 16%. So there are a couple of reasons um, behind that. So what we found is that um, consumer confidence, you know, despite the situation that we found ourselves in, uh, is still pretty strong. And I think when the circuit breaker came in, a lot of people were stocking up. We saw a huge spike in sales around that time, um, but yet, even after that point, those sales have sustained. So it wasn't the case that people panic bought, stocked up the pantries, and then just sat back and didn't do anything else. They continued to restock. And what that means is a lot of those habits, um, whether it's working from home, and while you're working from home, you're also eating at home, you're cleaning more at home, that kind of more homebody um, you know, economy has continued to thrive. You know, likewise, e-commerce has continued to grow. Uh, I don't know a single person here in Singapore that hasn't taken advantage of some of the e-commerce platforms that we have here and the convenience. Oh my goodness, I love the convenience. 
Um, and it's incredible how much you know that you know that growth has has really taken off, not just in Singapore either. We've seen you know across Asia, um, even consumers that before weren't using online shopping, like older consumers or people that weren't convinced it was great for fresh products, have embraced it because they didn't have an alternative. And now they've realized how, how great this is and they're continuing to use it. Okay, that sounds very exciting. Those are the things that us as a consumer is not inside uh, the research industry and so on uh, that we have no idea about, but that's very interesting uh, what you're saying. And anything uh, otherwise surprising you have observed in the last year? Well, for me, I think it's just so fascinating that Singapore has just continued to grow. Um, you know, it's, you know, we talk about the little red dot, um, but it really does punch above its weight. And, and as I said, the fact that it's outperforming in growth, even these big economies that have got so much positive press like China, you know, as a percentage, we are growing more strongly than China, which is incredible. Um, and then when we actually do a bit of a deep dive, the type of products that people are buying is also perhaps a bit surprising. Um, you know, what we're finding is, again, because people are trying to bring the outside in, we're seeing massive growth. Um, clearly hand sanitizers have, have grown, let's, uh, let's ignore that. But, you know, we're wearing masks and therefore we're more aware perhaps of our breath, mouthwash is growing. Um, you know, obviously lipstick uh, is, is not a great category right now, but other skincare products are still uh, growing as well. When we think about how we used to behave, you know, if we were grabbing our Starbucks or, or other coffee brand in the morning, we're now investing in, in home, um, you know, coffee devices. People are not only buying coffee machines, but they're actually spending a lot more on coffee beans so that they can have that authentic experience at home. And finally, other personal care products, spa products, um, to really bring that experience back into your own bathroom. Um, whether as a, as a result of wanting to perhaps save a little bit of money or just because your, your favorite spa is closed. But we're seeing you know, all of those dynamics uh, coming through really strongly, which I think is just so interesting. Yes, indeed, very interesting. And thank you so much for sharing that with us, Lewis. That's uh, great to hear. And what do you think about the future then? Uh, is this change likely to be sustained? Yeah, Nick, it's, it's a really good question. And I think, um, you know, I, I'm asked quite a lot whether some of those trends are likely to continue, um, you know, particularly if we think, you know, post circuit breaker last year, but even going forward, when we have the luxury of being able to travel, um, you know, remember that, remember getting on a plane um, and be able to, to, you know, enjoy ourselves in different ways. And I think what's really fascinating is, um, you know, we have a situation at the moment where, again, you can go out and you can experience a lot more here in Singapore than you can in many other markets. Yet a lot of those home body categories are still continuing to grow. Um, you have obviously pressure. People feel you know, economic pressure, financial pressure with what's going on and perhaps a little bit of uncertainty. However, here in Singapore, consumer confidence is back. Um, it's nearly at the level that it was um, you know, pre-pandemic. And so that should give a lot of hope to all of us that rely on people to, to buy our products and services that there is demand out there. Um, we're seeing massive growth in premium ice cream. And again, that's one category, 
but it's not exactly a necessity. Well, maybe it depends on your point of view. Sometimes on a Friday night, it's a necessity. But in general, I don't think you can think that luxury ice cream is a necessity, but it's another category that is just seeing so much growth as people are desperate to reward themselves and you know, have those little treats that just make life so interesting. Um, and as I mentioned before, I don't think e-commerce is showing any sign of slowing down. Um, it offers convenience, the ability to, uh, to shop around, to get promotions. And it's really about making sure that you can get those products when and, and as quickly as you need them to. So I can only see an acceleration in, in e-commerce as well as that more broader, what we refer to as omni-channel shopping. So you might be on your phone in the supermarket checking the price. You might be adding things to your Amazon delivery list that you can't get in your local fair price, for example. So again, that is something that as consumers are continuing to take advantage of technology, um, it's only gonna you know, continue to help make their lives easier. That's very interesting, Luis. And indeed, talking about uh, Amazon, I just received one one latest book here was just coming in here as we were talking. I think the, the packages used to arrive once a week or so from Amazon. I, I'm almost getting things daily now. So yeah, that's definitely the, the trend that I do believe will continue. So thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you in some of our upcoming meetings and events. Thank you so much, Nick. Thanks for your time today. Thank you, Luis. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to EGN Conversations. This is Nick Johnson. Please follow me on LinkedIn to get the latest updates on EGN Conversations.